Escape to Ocean City, Maryland, and discover a place that just feels lighter, where every day feels like Saturday and french fries are a food group, where flip-flops are always in fashion and seafood is always in season, where the boardwalk is bustling and the beach is right outside your door, where you can rise with the tide and feel like a kid again. Ocean City, Maryland, somewhere to smile about. Book your trip at Oceocean.com. Summer, the best time of year, usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there's another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. Here, everyone can have lounge chair access, no reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, we have all the essentials you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. Ask me, ask Eliza anything. It's time to ask. Ask me all your questions. Leave them in the Instagram comment section. Leave them on your Twitter or leave right you're asking me i'm telling you you guys got questions we got answers we're getting more and more fans right this show's growing yeah it is that was such a lot you're like yeah sure no it well i was excited the um the instagram can do now do swipe up stories (laughs) you you have to get x number of fans before you can have links in your stories speaking of like i've my, I don't have an option to put music on my Instagram. I keep, you're missing a couple different functionalities. What's up with that? And what's I'm an weird, influencer. It's, don't squeak it. It's weird because I um I did an IGTV for you. And once I did yeah. one through this like back routed way, because you didn't have the option, I did it through, now it suddenly is in there. After weird. I did this weird hack. The algorithm's version. like, use our shit and we'll give you more shit. It's very odd. So I, I'm continuing, that's a continued but project like, of mine is figuring it out. All my friends have the music and I'm like, come on. Other pe- it, it just goes away for some I got to post videos of my dog to songs from the 90s. I can't with the squeaking. Come here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh. I'm sorry, my, my angel. All right. Okay. You guys have been writing in a lot of intricate questions, and I feel that we have trained our audience. I feel the caliber of question has gotten better and better the longer we've done this. We've been doing this show for about ten years now, and uh, we're here for you guys. Get you're gonna you're gonna hurt yourself. Get down. It's gonna eat it's her. It's like having one. a toddler. Fine, there. She there. really is. Go. It's over there. Kick it. <laughs> There's a great SBU where this kid like is always chewing on cars and then he rapes some people because he ingested too much lead paint. Okay. And that's Pika, why he raped? Yeah. And Pika is like a thing where kids like just chew and they can't stop chewing. I don't That's what Tofu about. has. I think she's just teething. Right. She's two and a half. It's very cute. She carries this dirty, dirty bow around the house and just puts it in every room. Tries to tried to bury it in my bed. I took it away. She hopped into bed at 4 a.m. looking for it. She's like, I swear it was just here. This thing is covered in hair and spit. No, um, it is crusty at this point. You know, that's fine. Let her choose her sexuality and her toys. All right, we got some anonymous and some non-anonymous. I prefer non-anonymous. 
But anonymous, sometimes we get a little more detail. Okay, so, hey, Liza, baby arm, hot, with a lot of teas, Scotty, and tofu nugget. So I'm getting married on 10-10-2020, barf. And so far, everything is going great with planning. Why barf? That's a fun 10 plus 10 is 20. That's fun. One little thing. My maid of honor sucks and doesn't want to help with anything uh, at all. She's very bothered by the fact that I want to include my other bridesmaids in a bachelorette party. What? What's it supposed to be? Just you guys <laughs> drinking tea and reading? <laughs> On top of that, my matron of honor just told me that she doesn't want to help with anything either, as she may not even be able to make it to my big day. Number one, I know I need new friends, LOL. Okay, fine. Number two, is it weird if I just plan all the normal maid of honor obligations myself? Thanks so much for all the wedding advice that you sprinkle into all your stand-up podcast episodes and social media posts. Helps me make the most of the stressful well, situation. It was really just the one special. Uh, listen to me. The, it, you know, in this perfect world, we as women are surrounded by other women who want to uplift us and celebrate us and love us, but that is not always the case. Um, you don't, you can absolutely do all this yourself. There are plenty of women who don't have bridesmaids. It sucks that she's your maid of honor and she's like not stepping up to the plate. Throw yourself a party. It, you really do it so it doesn't look tacky that you're like, give me gifts. When Jody uh, had a housewarming, I was like, let me quote unquote throw it for you. Mm -hmm. That way in the invite, I can be like, hey guys, Jody buys you stuff for all of your events, buy her a gift. Yeah. I'm the one telling you to do it. So that's part of it, you know, and you want someone to help you so you can focus on celebrating, but maybe ask your mom if you have your mom with you or another woman, just be like, hey, can you just help me plan this? Yeah. But you don't have to have a maid of honor and you don't have, and by the way, that matron of honor can S a D. Yeah, you don't she need a matron. She's, she's just a friend that happens to be married. Fuck her. Like, yeah. forget that's bullshit. I don't even know if I can make it. At least she could be like, like I can't make my cousin's bachelorette party, but I'm going to send something like money. Yeah. So these people feel like it sounds like they're bothered and being really selfish. Cut them out. Listen to me. Cut them out. They don't want to celebrate you. They don't understand traditions. I, I, you will not be friends with these people in five years fucking cut them out. You don't need to go through all the hassle. And then it'll be like, I don't like my dress. I don't like where I'm sitting. You, you, you have a come to Jesus. And if they don't get it, you can't force someone to celebrate you. Do you think that she should go to- I have spoken. Especially the maid of honor and say like, hey, if you don't want to do the job, that's fine, but you're not going to have this title and you're not going to stand with me. Like, do you think- yes. So that then she doesn't have pictures with this person she may hate. Or- yeah, I think that's fine. Be like, you know what? It doesn't sound like you have bridesmaids because it just sounds like you have the well, one. She said she, that the maid of honor doesn't want the other bridesmaids to go on the bachelorette party. That's so weird. Who's it's gonna like, go what, then? The two of you. Yeah, and no, it's, it's so weird. not. She's missing the point. It's it, your bridesmaids could be her mortal enemies, like blood oath style, and you still have to invite them. So she needs to listen to this podcast and kick it into high gear. Because that, that sucks. Have one of the other girls do it. Uh, I think you have to have a talk with her and yes. honestly say like, here's, I don't need you to do a million things, but here's what I would like. And if you can't do I it, then spend- that's fine. And you know what? You can come as a guest and I'd like to know now so I can find someone who can do this. And stuff. you don't get a choice of meat or, or fish. You're getting vegetables. Also, I would straight up ask her, be like, why don't you want to include them? Is it like you grew up with her and she doesn't know those other girls? Does she not like them? But you need to get to the root of that and then move past it quickly because this is your special thing. October is right around the corner. JK is really far away. Um, But she needs to understand that it's your day and you need to put yourself first. Yeah. Do it. Do it before you run out of time because when you're married, you don't come first. Unless you're me, I come first. It's no secret that fast fashion and the demand for fashion in general is helping to wreck our planet. Well, introducing Newly. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service for just $98 a month. 
You get your choice of any six styles each month. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands with inclusive sizing. And they have fast, free shipping and returns and professional cleaning in Newly state-of-the-art laundering facility. Plus, the option to buy what you love. I gifted Newly to a friend whose daughter works in an office where you have to be presentable. And it's trendy. She gets to try out stuff. She always looks fresh at work. She always looks cute. And when she's done with it, which we usually are after wearing something for a while, she can send it right back. Newly is a great value. Value at $98 a month for any six styles, but right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code ELIZA20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's Newly with two U's and enter the code ELIZA20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com. Newly with two U's with code ELIZA20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. I'm busy. And this time of year gets even busier. I've had my baby. I'm back to work. I'm at meetings. I'm on tour. I'm running around. And I don't always have time to sit down for a meal with my family. Sometimes I get home from set so late and I just need to eat something nutritious and go to bed. And that's why I like Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals because they're dietitian approved and they're ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy I am, and I'm busy, I always have time to get a nutritious, great tasting meal. Factor has over 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. So I never get bored. I'm trying to do less meat in general and they have wonderful vegan and veggie options. I just made a vegan mushroom marsala and I made an onion risotto. Just because you're eating vegetarian doesn't mean you can't eat deliciously. It had roasted garlic green beans. It was scrumptious. Head to factormeals.com slash Eliza50 and use code Eliza50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Eliza50 at factormeals.com slash Eliza50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Well, it's finally happening. The weather is finally getting warmer. So it's time to say goodbye to the jackets and cozy sweaters we've been hibernating in all winter. And it's time to say hello, bonjour, to shorts and t-shirts. And if you've been wanting to update your wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, Quince is for you. I talk about Quince a lot because I really believe in a sustainable capsule wardrobe. And there's no reason you can't have a sustainable, timeless wardrobe for every season. And Quince has got you covered with premium linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable, silk tops, hello. And the best part is all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Dressing well shouldn't break the bank. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Look well. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash Eliza for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza. I'm Not. sorry. I'm excuse something. I have allergies and it's wrecking my life. I've never I had allergies till today. I hadn't until this past weekend and uh, I was so scared. Help me. I didn't know what was happening. We'll Can't see how these, these meds do. Okay. Anonymous. Hey, Liza and Emily. Can't tell you how much I love the pod. I recently started working for a company run by a group of men and women who have known each other forever. My bosses are all different ages, ethnicities, and genders, but they all share the same irritating and uncomfortable habit. They use words like 
retarded, gay, well, and other racial or gender well. slurs. They refer to clients in code words that are just derogatory nicknames that refer to appearance or race. I was so shocked when I heard this the first time, and it shocks me more knowing how common it is amongst the team. I'm not at all comfortable with this language or this dynamic, even though this is a great company. I'm considering leaving, but I'm not financially ready to start another new gig. Any advice on how to handle this? Do I confront them about the fact that they're super insensitive or just keep my head down? What was the beginning? They're all her age? No, it's They're it's older. all different ages, ethnicities, and genders, but they all say slurs all the time. It's kind of okay then if everybody's doing it. No, here's the thing. Mom, you got to get another job, but not until you're like secure. Like don't, you can't, look, you're look, not going to change this. Look, 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 you, you sound white to me. It feels white. Um... Because we do this as white liberals. We're like, I'm sticking my neck out. Make sure someone's got your back before you stick your neck out. If you're going to do this and you're going to go to Matt, I mean, like, look, I've definitely made waves for a cause that was important to me, whether it's standing up for another woman or what's right. And there was no one there to have my back. Unfortunately, I was like, I don't give a fuck. I'm going to live my life. But you have to ask yourself, is it worth saying something to them? Is it worth bringing it up on the whole? Because you don't want to say like, Bob says the N-word. And then Sheila's like, you say the N-word? And then it's like, well, Sheila, you say retard. And then yeah. someone retarded is like, hey. So whatever. You ha it, it's kind of that thing where if everybody's making fun of everyone, do you work at a bar? Like, is that the kind of uh, environment I would take stock of who your allies are and what you hope to accomplish. And if you really think it will accomplish anything, what you don't want to be is like, you don't want to become like the goody two-shoes snitch who's like standing up for people of color and people uh, of different genders. And in the end, like they don't care. They might be cool with it. It might all be behind their backs. You have to really like take the temperature. I, I, but I don't think this is the right working environment for this person. Sounds like that too. So get, get your ducks in a row to be able to leave financially secure and, and start looking for something else where everybody's not a turd. Yeah. I mean, it's really hard if there's behavior you don't like, like you can only change yourself. You can't change other people. If it was one person, you could be like, Hey, right. but if you're telling me that everybody, it's like all different kinds of gay people, all different kinds of people of color yeah. are all just slinging shit back and forth. Yeah. I couldn't deal with that. Yeah, Maybe I mean get, stop being a trucker. Get out of that business. <laughs> the fact that their nicknames are all like ethnicity based, I'm so good at a non-ethnicity nickname. To know what that is. Cause like I don't know. And also it sounds like you're it, kindly being very sensitive, but I'd yeah. I'd have to know more specifics because I always talk about on stage, like there's a difference between like breaking balls and hate speech. And is that mm -hmm. nickname something that they say to their faces? No. If it's behind their, you know, and also it's like, is it white people saying it to white people about other people? Is it a white person saying it to a Latino person about a black person? Like, what are the pairings here? Right. I mean, regardless, it's not a good fit. Also, is it two black people saying something about like a white person, in which case doesn't matter unless yeah. it's about their weight, in which case no, no color. So there's all these nuances, but it sounds like this isn't the place for you. There are yeah. rules. There are rules to shit talking. Yeah. So yeah. know your rules. Anonymous. This is an In conclusion, one. you probably just need a different job. Yeah, but 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 don't leave until you're financially secure. Take their racist money and then get out of there. Okay. <laughs> Anonymous. Hey, Liza, Emily, Scott, and Tianfu. I need some advice going forward with my attempts at being less wasteful in my businesses. Context. I own two small retail stores and get many deliveries weekly. I've recently gotten a cardboard recycler for our boxes and I want to do more. I've instructed my employees to ask before giving people bags, which are already made from recycled materials, and to use less bubble or gift bags like the little velvet ones and only give if asked or necessary for the safety of the item. I'm attempting now to only buy from companies who use environmental 
environmentally friendly slash biodegradable packaging, but it's tough. It is tough. So many companies use packing peanuts, which yeah. cling to everything and fly away in the wind super easily, or large foam pieces. I try to recycle as much or reuse what I can, including giving it away to others with businesses that can reuse the stuffing materials, but it's never ending and it piles up quick. It hurts yeah. my heart sometimes to see all the trash. My question is, is it okay to keep working with companies even though their packaging practices aren't ideal? How can I encourage them to change their ways? I know I'm only a small business, but I know my purchasing power can make a difference in the long run. How do you handle companies where you don't agree with their environmental impact? I mean, it's different because I'm not a store. So like I have, for example, like VIP bands that uh, were laminates. And I was like, this isn't, I don't want to just keep using these plastic things. Granted, people keep them for a while. So now they're biodegradable. So they're like a special cardboard. Mm -hmm. We even switched to wristbands for a while because they weren't plastic laminates. Other than that, I don't really have any. But when we did um, Christmas Mouth, like we packaged it all in newspaper. We made sure it was a glass bottle. You mm -hmm. can, you only can. You didn't have a rollerball or we a didn't plastic have a, top. Yeah, I made sure it was as much glass as possible. Yeah, you can only control what you can control, and you don't want to go broke trying to prove a point because then you're just snuffed out, and nobody thinks about you. So. Like if you're like this little company, I was talking about this with someone yesterday, like here you are breaking your bank, buying sustainable, buying local, buying organic, no plastic, and it's expensive. And if you, it's really a drop in the bucket uh, yeah. compared to what, so it really only negatively impacts you. You're a small business, but guess what? There are other small business owners that I'm sure you know. And if you get together and you say to this, maybe you know other people that have stores that deal with similar products and you mm -hmm. go to these companies, a lot of them are coming from China. And a lot of them, I don't know what you're um, providing, but yeah. a lot of our materials come from people who don't hold the environment as sacred. So if it is a company that you have a dialogue with, you could say, I prefer my things be packaged this way. If it's bulk ordering, that's so tough. But if you get together with enough businesses and you're like, this is how we want it to be done, you'd be, I think you'd be surprised at what you can impact. Even just bringing it up, people are like, oh, I didn't even think about that because everybody's so focused on their bottom dollar. But don't beat yourself up because you're doing what you can, which is more than nothing, which is more than a lot of people do. It's also this idea like, okay, so let's say you don't eat meat and you drive an electric car and you don't use paper towels, but you use a plastic fork and you get a to-go cup. Like, mm -hmm. that's okay. It's not okay, but you're doing, we're all doing what you cannot do everything. You have to right. be really wealthy to do everything. So the fact that you're thinking about it is so great. What you can do is keep promoting the ways you should use this as a selling point for your business on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Promote the ways in which you're conscious of the environment. Promote what you're trying to do. Every Friday, we have a packing peanut giveaway. Do you need anything? We got them out the back. Come on back. Get with other local businesses yeah. and form a little union. Yeah. You know, there, there's power in that. Yeah, even posting about, I love that you don't just give out random bags. Like, yeah. you, you can post on your Instagram You're doing and be like, a great hey, job. FYI, this is why we don't do this. You and know? you can tag those companies and you can not shame them, but you can say things and you can find alternative companies that do things alternatively. And I would post about, you are like, we're, we're two or three dollars more because we use these sustainable items. Mm -hmm. Most people are willing to pay that. Right. If there's a cause, especially the younger generation. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this person sounds great. Keep, keep on keeping on. Yeah. You're doing a good job. Thanks for thinking about it. Yeah. But yeah. you could do more. <laughs> Kiara Pora. Kiara! 
Hi, Eliza, baby arm and hot Scotty. I'm from Australia. I love your podcast and play it any chance, chance I get. Question for you. Have you tried Vegemite or Tiger Toast? No! Vegemite butter and cheese Gross. on toast under the grill no. for that beautiful toasted cheese taste. Toasty. My uncle lives in Chicago and we are coming back to U.S. this Christmas. I would love to know what do you think is the number one American food to try similar to our Vegemite? Uh, Thank you. And I am so, so in love with your snow peach. She is so lucky to have you, the elder millennial to love and dote on her Chinese boneless beast cloud of a body. She's a boneless beast cloud of a body. Uh, What's an American thing that's to comparable to Vegemite? Uh, have you ever had stale tears? Because that's what Vegemite tastes like. It is strictly Australian. You want to know what's a brutal American what's a, product? What's an American food that everybody eats, but other people are like, what? We love ranch. My but immediate ranch is, thought is Velveeta. We love ranch, but ranch is delicious. Velveeta, everyone does not eat that. I well, Vegemite, everyone in Australia loves. What do we all? I mean, Cra- see, people ketchup. don't like our bread. People don't like our chocolate. Because our bread has more sugar in it than other yeah, places. Yeah, as does our chocolate. People think Hershey's. Other countries that like take chocolate seriously, they have Hershey's. They're like, what the fuck I'm is this? I'm guessing Nutella isn't from here. So just pick like craft. Anything. Shh. Anything by craft. What's something if somebody if somebody were Hershey's to ask syrup. what they should eat? Well, I wouldn't eat any of this shit. Right. Okay, so let's take away the gross out factor. Because Vegemite, oh. I think, is gross. I know I'm going to Australia like, oh, but we love it. Um... I'm thinking of like quintessential American gross out products because Vegemite has like vitamins. That high everybody's cool with. High C, uh, Kool-Aid, Hershey syrup, mm. Kraft Ranch dressing, Heinz ketchup. Yeah. Uh, American cheese. Nobody eats that except for like at a cookout burger and then everybody's cool with it. Yeah. These are some things. Okay. I mean, our dairy probably tastes different. Do you like hormones? We got it. <laughs> Do you want to get huge? I think what we all eat. I mean, Those cereal are is so varied. Does it have sugar? You know what? Corn. That's what we all eat. So corn puffs. Any corn cereal? Pops. Corn syrup? They didn't know what that was. I did shows abroad. I was like, take corn syrup. They're like, what? And one guy goes, you mean maple syrup? I was like, did I no. say maple syrup, <laughs> motherfucker? I said corn syrup. So maple yeah, i guess canadians do maple I'm trying to think things that only grow here corn that's an american thing blueberries are an american thing mm. blueberry pop tart there you get your corn you get your blueberries get your sugar there you go. off you go bridget looney underscore hi eliza and emily huge fan of yours eliza but this question is more for emily what the fuck i'm 24 and a worcester native too and i graduate in may with my master's degree the exception of four years of college in Ohio. Do I have to listen since this is for you? You're going to help answer it. Of college in Ohio, I've spent my entire life in Central Mass. However, I really want to make the move out west. My family is very supportive for the most part, but I'm scared of being in a completely new place, not knowing anyone, being completely away from my family, and having to start totally on my own. I was hoping you had some advice from your move across the country and any tips to just get over my fears and apply to jobs out that way. Thank you so much. Love you guys. Can't wait to see you in Boston. Okay, listen. I don't know how old you are. Did she say she 24. has a graduate degree? What'd she say? Uh, gra- 24, graduate in May with a master's degree. Oh, okay. So you don't want to work in entertainment. That's cool. Uh, don't move to LA. We'll just make the move out west. Don't, don't, don't do it. Don't, don't, don't come here. Uh, if you're not going to work in entertainment, don't come here. But, you know, there's always San Francisco, which is super expensive. But your question is less about the move out west and more about, I'm a young girl. I'm moving somewhere. Um... You're going to make friends. You're going to move to wherever in your apartment complex, at your new job, at your Pilates class, through Facebook. Mm -hmm. Nobody has ever 
moved to a new city and been like, that was 15 years ago and I never made one single friend. You just have to do it. I did it immediately when I graduated college because I knew otherwise I would, if I, I knew if I got yeah. an apartment in Atlanta, it I would just over. stay there. Yeah. So I, did, I was at my parents' house and I moved out here after graduating pretty much immediately. I went to a lot of events. Like I went to a lot of screenings and Q and A's. Still and does. I go to a lot less now because I'm like, Ugh, I don't want to stand in line. Also, but- m- one of my friends at the time moved out here with me. Like she drove with me. She didn't mm-hmm. move out here. She was from here. And that helped just to like, so I had someone to come, you know, help me mm-hmm. not move in. I did that on my own, but have a friend come with you. You yeah. can go out that weekend, go to a class, you know, you'll slowly meet people. And plus mm-hmm. you're young. So young people go to like parties and they're at roof parties and they're out. Yeah. LA is a perennial playground, an eternal playground for all ages. So you will, and, and it's a friendly, people are nice here. Like they're unaware and stupid, mm-hmm. uh, but they're nice. It's a nice place. Well, and the person says their family is supportive. And you can- I talk to my dad on the phone constantly to the point that it's probably weird. Like, I call him all the time. Yeah, you guys watch, like, girl shows together. And we text. Also, like, you come here, you're going to, you have a master's degree, so I don't know what one does with that. You become a teacher, become something. You're going to meet people at work. You're going to take a class. You'll meet people that way. So that's it. Just fucking do it. Know that if you don't do it now, it's just going to get harder. You have the energy and you are used to eating shit because you're in your 20s. So you don't need that much money and you'll never be thinner than you are now and you'll never look better without washing your face than you do now. So get on out here, but not here. Yeah, you Now's really the time. just, it, it, it's It'll not, never it's be a easier. thing where, yeah, it's totally scary. Like I drove out with my dad. What's we there to be the scared of? across the country and then he helped me like get settled and then he flew back so you can, so I have my car here. You're fine. There's nothing you to be scared of. it. Yeah. And it'll be fine. Move like, into a decent building with like a doorman or security or something. Start you know. applying for jobs. Yeah. See what you see. I mean, maybe nothing will be appealing job-wise. Come, you know what you should do first is come out here for a visit. Yeah, Just to kind of get the lay of the land. That's what you that. should do with and a friend. I, yeah, and I looked at apartments and then I got food poisoning and okay. it was horrible. Okay, cool. Cool, cool, cool. I thought we were supposed to be helping. They're so don't go to poisoning. a combo KFC Pizza Hut and get their late night special. <laughs> Whatever's going bad, I eat it. Okay, while we're talking about me, we have three questions about me that I'm lumping together to get them out of the way. Okay. Not ask Emily anything. <laughs> Sarah Von Paul and Stacey Weinhart both want to see the Thunder Down Under pick that we talked about. So I will post that whenever this episode comes out okay. for the episode. It's my favorite thing. And someone else said, why don't you have a picture of Emily on your Instagram? And someone else was like, she does. She's on there. And they went and they looked at me. So they're She's settled. always on my stories, but also when you see this Thunder Down Under picture, you're going to want to get yourself a high quality... <laughs> Inkjet printer because you're gonna want to print this and frame it for your home. We will. I'll. I'll. Whatever this episode number is when it comes out, this will be the the picture with it. And anybody who like doesn't listen and just looks at the Instagram will be so confused. Be like, none of those people are Eliza. Others said none of those people are alive, <laughs> which is also probably true. <laughs> they. Some of them might not be alive anymore. Well, here's to hoping. Sure. Here's to hoping for the hotties. <laughs> All right. Can't get- okay. Uh, okay. Dax is a name. Hey, Liza, Emily, Scott, and Tiny Boneless Beast. I'm going to assume here that one or all of y'all get thrust into assorted media-related parties or events where you are lucky to know one other person there. When you are feeling social, what's your tried and true methods to network and make connections? I don't like the term network, but I do. Here's the thing. I mean, Going to a work work event, Well, for basically. me, it's like an, a celeb, you know, like a red carpet thing or mm-hmm. a Golden Globes party or something. Yeah. I have eaten enough shit doing enough garbage <laughs> shows that I'm usually able to go up to a celebrity and be like, hi, first of all, always introduce yourself. 
Uh, men and male comics do this and it drives me fucking crazy when they're insulted that I don't remember that. We're like, hey. And I'm like, you're saying hi. I'm sorry. Did you think our connection, because I gave you advice on one joke eight months ago in a back room? Yeah. Like, do you know how many fucking people I meet? I always, even if I've met them a billion times, like I saw Ted Serrano as president of Netflix. I walked up to him and I go, hey, Ted, Eliza Schlesinger. And he's like, of course I know who you are. Right. Give them the chance to say, of course, versus you probably don't remember me. How could you? Yeah. Say your name, say your first and last name because sometimes it doesn't click. Uh, and be gracious about it. You don't remember me. I We took this thing. I did this show with you. It was so yeah. terrible. And let them even pretend. Uh, I had a run-in with another celebrity who remained nameless. It's not a bad story or a good story, but I said, I was like, we both did Hollywood game night. She was like, oh, okay. And then I commented on her outfit. People love compliments. You can always, comp- you know, don't think of it as networking as much as engaging with a human. Some people are not receptive. I love your dress, da 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 Of course- all women want to talk about that kind of stuff. So just be open to the fact that you're going to get rejected, but you know, one out of every three people are going to want to engage back, even if it's only for a minute. Yeah, I think whenever I go to the kind of event where I don't know anyone there, like this is good for the person coming from Worcester. Like, I think it's pretty easy to clock who else is in the same boat as you. And there's always at least one other person that's kind of hanging around the drink table or whatever. Yeah. You can go up and get with them. Like, it's it's easy to find one person. You got to be open to gym. it. Yeah. There's nothing worse, though, than like when you're at an event and like you can tell the. I was at a dinner once and it was all these like. They're powerful, yeah, powerful women, women that have built their own businesses, everything. Yeah. And there was one girl there who was like, you could tell she was bullshit. You could tell by the way she spoke and the frequency with which she used her phone at this important event. And she was talking and it was just, I kind of just like got this vibe that I was like, I have nothing to do with this person. Yeah. And it was just, and so I, you know, I was very polite to her, yeah. but you know, I engaged and then I just moved on to find someone that was more my vibration. Like mm-hmm. you could just tell some people are at the event for no reason. Some people yeah. are there. But if you're at an event, you belong there and they do too. And nobody knows that you don't belong there. Yeah. So feel free to engage. And that's that. You'll you'll click with someone. Hey, I love that top. Hey, oh my God, the parking was crazy. Oh my God, it's so cold outside. Yeah. And that's it. You just need a little, little wedge in. Yeah. It, it, I was at a wedding where I knew no one besides the bride. And oh yeah, after talking to, well, no, after talking to a few different people, I finally, I was talking to somebody who started singing songs from Greece too. And I was like, oh, we're like, we're the same. Hello. Right. Please don't leave my size. Like you just right. talk also, to these people. It'll be fine. Never underestimate the power of standing totally still. Um, at the last Golden Globes party, I, my feet were killing me. And so I just sat and I, having come from the dinner they threw, I was like, I totally belong. I'm just going to sit. I'm fine. I don't need, I was waiting for someone anyway. Several people came up to me. Yeah. First of all, I went and I sat by Bibi Rexa, who was at my table uh-huh. and she was sitting on the couch and I was like, hey, ta- hey, table mate. Yeah. She doesn't know who the fuck I am, no. even though I introduced her at the iHeartRadio Awards and I met her like twice. When and I was, was like, I was like, I'm going to sit by you. It was a while ago. And she was like, oh, cool. And we chit chatted. It meant nothing. But I sat there, Sarah Highland who's a fan of mine, came over at one point because I was sitting alone. She goes, do you need someone? Which was very sweet. Right. And she's a fan, but- She's looking out. I had the confidence to just kind of sit alone. I was fine with that. I didn't look pathetic. Yeah. I was like listening to the music. It's okay to sit alone. It doesn't mean you're a loser. You're yeah. waiting for someone. You're tired. The you're idea that- You're out your next mark. Yeah, or your next snack. The idea that because you're at a party, you have to be chatting nonstop. Mm-hmm. Just be confident in who you are and just hang out. Yeah. Or just if it's like one of those standing cocktail parties, I will walk up and be like, hey guys, can I put my stuff here? Oh yeah, totally. And then start talking. It's a party. 
Yeah. We're not at a library. You're at a party to converse with people. Right. And you were invited to. Set it into motion. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It happened to me. I didn't think it would, but it happened to me. I had a nasty bout of postpartum depression. Now, there's nothing to be ashamed about in talking about what you're dealing with, and there's nothing to be ashamed about in talking about it with someone. I definitely saw a therapist these last couple weeks because, you know, I spend my time giving advice to others, but I could use a little advice myself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. I'll tell you what, when you're already stressed or anxious, the last thing you want to do is battle traffic and sit in a waiting room and get your parking validated. I'm sorry, is that just an LA thing? You don't need to add all that. You can just sit in the comfort of your own home or a chair you like outside and you can talk to someone from BetterHelp. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time. No additional charge and it doesn't hurt their feelings. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Eliza today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Eliza. When you ask someone what language they took in school, usually it's like with an eye roll. They're like, "Mm, French. It's like, do you speak French? No, I don't use it. I feel like a lot of us had difficulties learning a language in school. Rosetta Stone is here to change that. It's available on desktop and it can be used as an app on your phone or your tablet. Rosetta Stone are trusted experts for more than 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered. Rosetta Stone immerses you in many ways with an intuitive process and you can pick up any language naturally, first with with words, then phrases, then sentences. Plus, with Rosetta Stone's true accent feature, you'll get feedback on how well you're pronouncing words. That's right. You might even fool some locals into thinking you're one of them. It's like having a personal trainer for your accent. I headed to Mexico City for a little vacation, and I used Rosetta Stone to brush up on my Spanish. Just a few things, a few verbs that I knew I had forgotten, and I was better. Mejor. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Ask Eliza Anything listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash Eliza. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash Eliza today. Anonymous. Hi, Liza. I have a weird question. Every time I listen to your podcast slash watch your Netflix special slash read your book, I learn so many new words. I've even started writing down some of the words, phrases, and references you make so I can look them up later and start using them I myself. That. This makes it sound like I'm not a native English speaker. I am a native English speaker. You just use a lot of really big and uncommon words. So my question is, as a professional orator, where slash how do you practice growing your vocabulary? Thanks. Love your work. Uh... Uh, I do the same thing you do when I'm reading. If I'm reading an article, I come across a word I don't know. I immediately look it up and I have the dictionary.com app on my phone. Mm -hmm. I try to commit it to memory. Um, I never took Latin, but you can kind of always, you can kind of take a stab at what certain words uh, sort of relate to just by like the root suffixes, prefixes, things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh my God, my nose. So I do that. I keep tabs. I kind of look at the word of the day. I got a, you don't know. I read stuff. I read things by people that are smarter than me, mm-hmm. by people that write differently than me. But I also love words. I think there are some people that are more attuned to it. And I think the fact that this person is really like has an ear for it, yeah. they're going to. But like that being said, there are people who have way better vocabularies than me. I'm always kind of 
a little grossed out when, and this is not you, like in an interview, someone will be like, wow, big word. I'm like, you just sound dumb. I was thinking about that. There is a big difference between the way that, that this person asked and then no, I, used, for sure. I used to get that all the time, like in, I feel like in high school or whatever, where people are like, oh, wow, use fancy words. Ugh. And I was like, well- no, like, <laughs> you don't know what you're talking about. So it's it's nice to be curious. That's the word I was looking for. The word is sesquipedalian, which means given to using long words. So I don't mean to be sesquipedalian. I love that word. Um, but, you know, that's it. I also love words. Yeah. So that's it. And you keep your ear to the ground. Try to, you know, you hear a new word, say it a couple times. Try using it in a sentence. I keep a little, dictionary.com keeps the list of the things you've looked up. Yeah. But then like, I have a, a normal, nice, educated vocabulary, but then like I listen to like Pat Oswalt speak and I'm like, oh boy, I got to do some Googling. Yeah. So I'm always a little embarrassed when people are like, oh, big words, because I don't think I am. I think I'm speaking at the level that someone with a private school education and a normal college degree should speak. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not to say that I'm shaming you if you don't, but I'm not doing God's work over here. Mm-hmm. I'm just not saying things like coulda ate and alls I want, so- that's it should've should've could've would've kick it anonymous hi Elijah it's enough with the anonymous you wanna go over to non-anonymous I'm going back and forth fine non-anonymous document Lenali7903 how do you know if you're really happy with your life slash current situation okay go back (laughs) I know that's such an open-ended question how do you know if happiness is you How do you know that you're happy? Uh, When you take a rest, if your mind isn't racing. You know when I know I'm happy? When I'm I'm on a break, I think about all the things that are making me happy versus all the things that are going wrong. Like like a network just passed on my show an hour ago, but I'm still really happy. Life moves on. I don't know if I'm happy. What were you going to get from it? Free snacks. From that? No, from just I don't know if I'm happy in my life. Oh, come on. Don't say that. I try to give you things. The key is to have so many fucking things going that when something like that comes along to kick you in the teeth, you're like, don't sweat it because I have eight more projects. Your loss. Mm-hmm. Chandler underscore wits. Hi, Eliza, Emily, and Scott. My question pertains to friendships and in my case, the lack of friendships. I was bullied a lot in school and I went through a terrible friend breakup a few years ago that almost destroyed me. So I have a hard time trusting and connecting with people. I had a few friends in my almost 27 years of life, but I feel like I'm always the outsider friend that people invite out of decency's sake, but not because they actually want me there. Oh. I think that I am a good friend because even though I work two jobs and go to school full time, I try to always make sure I'm available for my friends whenever they need me. And friends is in quotes. However, that is not reciprocated. I'm lucky to even get a text back. So I'm not sure if my expectations for people are set too high or if I'm the problem because I can come off as weird and annoying to some people or if it's because I decided to quit drinking almost a year ago, which is something that most of the quote-unquote friends frequently do. These aren't the right people for you. No, it just sounds like you're like on your shit, you're on your grind, you're getting an education, you're making money, and you're doing something. You took a step towards something that was healthy for you and surprise, surprise, people aren't supporting that. So those are not your friends. Maybe you are annoying. I don't know. Um, but there's other annoying people out there you could be friends with. But yeah. right now it sounds like you, I'm sure you can make some friends at your school or at your work. But if the friends that you were drinking with aren't supportive of that, like those aren't your friends. And you were probably only friends because you guys were hanging out and drinking and partying together. 
Yeah. Go it's, go on Bumble BFF. Go yeah. on. Join a book or just club, do a workout class. Suggest something to your friends at work. Be like, hey, does anybody want to get a beverage, a non-alcoholic beverage after work? Uh, your 20s is the time for a friendship metamorphosis. It's when you start to lose, shed, gain friends that you're going to take with you into your 30s. And uh, I've definitely done that. And those are not your friends. Move I, on. I remember very specifically when I lured a friend at a job out and we became friends. I made her go see The Shallows with me starring Blake Lively. So and there I was you like, go. Ha we're friends now. Oh, The Shallows isn't the sequel to A Star is Born? <laughs> no, it was way before. The prequel to A Star is Born? Um, but also like there are plenty of horrible people in this world and they have friends. Like even Hitler had friends. So I think you're okay. Kick it. Yeah, but these people are bad. Yeah, fuck them. Kick it. Jake Sierra 907 Hello's all around on my favorite podcast crew and host. I'll try Thank to you, keep this, Jake. I'll try to keep this as simple as possible while giving context. <laughs> my mom passed away in August, and my sister, father, and I had to balance taking care of her for four months and figuring out treatment and also letting her six sisters and 20 nieces and nephews spend time with her in the short time we had left. It was all so overwhelming, and we didn't have the most patience in the world for bullshit when people wanted to step in and tell us we were doing everything wrong. In summation, after she passed, there were one or two of her sisters that we were always close with who were just so nasty to us. We just lost our mother, and they want to be vindictive and shitty like we gave her brain cancer. Oof, I love Jesus. my family, and this was devastating for all of us. My question for Eliza is, how would slash should my direct family and I attempt to patch things up? I want to let go because I know they love her as much as we do, but I just don't know how to do it without airing everything out emotionally and setting myself up for another round of shitty comments and disdain from people I love. I understand if this is too much to tackle. Just looking nope. for soft suggestions outside of the counseling I am pursuing. I appreciate your desire to share what nope. you know and truly connect with your fan base. Any insight from Emily and Scott is just as welcome. Uh, untrue. Uh, not going to be soft. Going to be a hardball suggestion because it's the only way. Friction makes a pearl. Fred Schlesinger says that, and I agree with that. I don't. My dad loves confrontation. It's a little weird. I don't love it, but you clearly love your family. You're clearly aching. And you clearly want to be closer with them because your mom is gone and that's a link to them. So you're going to have to have it out. Yeah. You don't have to scream. You can, I think if you're being so decent, you're like, here's what happened. And, and this is how it was perceived. Mm -hmm. Give them an, you know, cause by the way, deaths and weddings bring out the worst in people. And I have a good friend whose parents passed away, her mom or dad passed away and she did everything and the family hated her, but then they were okay with it. Mm -hmm. So while their priority should have been being kind to you, open up a dialogue, let them say, oh my gosh, here's where we were coming from. Here's what we thought was happening. Yeah. And if you come to them with the, set your intention before you go in and your intention is, I want to be closer with my aunts and I want to patch things up and move forward because I need you guys. Yeah. And let them say what they need to say. You never know what people perceived or what they thought happened. Have it out. It, there's nothing wrong with it. I don't know why wasps are so afraid of this. Get it out. And that way, nothing is hidden. And maybe in that conversation, you find out they really suck. But mm -hmm. you can give it a try and see because I think sometimes people in a situation where they feel helpless and out of control, they then veer too far yes. in the other direction of trying to over-control the situation. Absolutely. Especially with death, which is so final and like you can't control it. And the best part is if you have this out with them and it turns out that they're just like mega bitches, you then in mourning your mother get to be angry at someone, it which is, is nice. awesome. Versus like wringing your hands at the universe, you get to direct that anger and you and your other family get to spend all this time talking shit and stalking them on Instagram and like reading into stuff. And it becomes like a fun hobby, making yeah. fun of Aunt Janice. So yeah. get into it. It's going to be great for you either way. 
Yeah. Sorry about your mother. That's brutal. Yeah. It sounds it's not like fair. you were on top of things. But so. also your aunts sound terrible. Yeah. Give you. them a chance. See what yeah, happens. give them a chance. They're, they've lost their sister too. So I'm sure I'm sure it'll be okay. Let us know what happens. Okay, good. Eliza She's love- like, I've been excommunicated from Christmas. Can I come to your <laughs> My aunt said no. Okay, go ahead. Anonymous. Eliza, love your Netflix specials, podcasts, and book. Hope to see you live someday. Well. Emily, your laugh gives me life. Scott, I'm a lesbian, but I agree you sound hot. Hi, sweet Tian <laughs> Phil. Oh. I love this intro. I love that too. Covering all the bases. Sorry this is so long, but I feel like you need a bit of background info. Whenever anyone says that, there's their thing is not too long. It's like, I tripped this morning. The ones that are too long are like, they don't say anything. A little bit about me. My 20-year high school reunion is this October, and I'm trying to figure out if I should go. I was always a huge overachiever with a big brain and lots of talent, so everyone expected great things out of me. However, I was struck down with serious mental illness and have spent the last 10 years of my life on disability, unable to work or have a quote-unquote normal life. I'm 37, no job as I stated. I live with my parents, I'm single, and I really just take things day by day with the goal of staying stable. I've kept up with my high school friends on Facebook, but not in person. And while they know my situation, I feel like if I were to go to the reunion, I would end up feeling like a colossal failure. I would love to go see everyone for literally the first time in 20 years and find out what they're up to and reminisce, but I don't know how to handle my own issues gracefully and in a way that won't leave me feeling terrible about myself. Any advice? Thank you. I don't know you well enough, so I don't know, and I don't know your classmates. And I mean... I think you're putting their expectation of you back on them. Like you said, you got good grades. Were you like- Overachiever. People expected big things. I can, I feel, yeah. I understand. You really have to kind of take stock and I don't know about your mental illness. Like, will this send you into a dark hole? Are you able to do that? If you really want to go because you want to catch up with other people, I think that that's great. No one's, yeah, no one's going to ask for your resume at the door. No one, and by the way, yeah, they might be like, oh, that's a shame, but no one's going to say that to you. And by the way, there's also such power in being like, yeah, I've been like kind of sick the last 10 years and I'm just kind of getting back on track, but I, I yeah. came because I, I really wanted to see everyone. Everyone will want to hear that. Yeah. Anything bad they're going to say, you're never going to hear it. I, and now, because of Facebook and everything, I see stuff about like high school reunions. I'm like, no, I don't need to go to that. I've seen all these people online. If you actually want to see these people in person, great. You should definitely go. Yeah. You should definitely go. You deserve to like get to get dressed up and have yeah. some punch and go see them. Who cares what they fucking expect of you? No, watch Romy and Michelle's high school reunion. It's kind of about this. Tell them you invented post-its. Don't tell them that. There's Google First now. you have to thermoset your resin. <laughs> that is the actual line. No. There's, there's and make up poxy, but it's two women who who feel like they haven't achieved what they told everyone they were going to achieve, and and they go back and they wind up having to be themselves, and they have a great time. And remember what happens in the end? They get the loan for their company. Let's fold scarves. Yeah, from you go, you go to that reunion, and you this is your a first step. Gives a shit what other people think or expect from you. It's high school. Anybody that thinks about it, yeah. even though we all do, is stupid. You want to see your friends, and you know what? It might be good for you if these are good people that you like and you miss. Also, they might suck. Like, what are they, they all doing? Yeah, it's so great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It turns out you weren't an overachiever. Who knows what you did? You're like, well, I got a couple bees. So who knows? Just go. If you want to go, you should go. It sounds like you want to go. Fuck their opinions. And they also, I think they'll surprise you. They'll be like, oh, great. She came. That was nice to see you. If, if you want to go, you must like these people yeah. to go. So go. It'll be great. Or lie and just be like, yeah, I'm moving. I'm getting a job. <laughs> yeah, I'm moving. <laughs> uh, 
it's not like you're a bad person or like you fucked up and like you're yeah. lazy. Like you were struck, as you say, I'm assuming you're telling the truth, struck down by something that was debilitating. Yeah. That's not your fault. Yeah. So that's it. Maybe put, put up, wear, wear some crutches or something. <laughs> no. If you're just your run-of-the-mill healthy lesbian, people aren't going to, so maybe bandage up your foot. I don't know. Wear one of those weird raccoon tails that cosplay people no. do. No. Yeah, wear that tail. Ugh. Wear that tail. <laughs> okay, anonymous. This one I'm reading you because, hold on, okay. First off, I was behind on listening to episodes and heard on Jingle Jangle, which is an episode. Jingle Jangle. Emily asked Eliza if she was going to make her Christmas candy again, and Eliza pauses for a second and then says yes. Am I the only one who thought about how magical witnessing that moment was? Fu's fate was sealed <gasps> with that answer, and we were all here for it. Oh, my God. Maybe I'm overreacting. I don't know. Definitely. So first, addressing that, because I did actually, when I think about it in the pocket, you were really, you were like, I don't know. May, yeah, you, you know what? I yeah, wasn't I even going to go to the Christmas party. Because yeah. I was afraid they would all think I was an underachiever. <laughs> no, but I wasn't going to go to the comedy store Christmas party. I was tired. Make your thing. And you said that mm-hmm. with your bright little eyes and your cherubic face. And I said, how can I resist it? Yeah, but now there's a question. Okay. Similarly, Eliza. Um, what a, what an, you really intuited that. Like she, yeah. well, way, to, way to key in. As a fellow dog mom, we're thinking about having kids and I'm pretty sure we're ready, but I'm worried my pups won't understand and we'll They're feel fine. neglected They're animals. once baby is They here. will eat buttholes. I know it's probably irrational. Your heart grows, yada, yada. Moms have said you think you won't love a baby more than a dog, but you will. I'm sure there are books I can read and ask around for tips. I guess I'm just looking for validation no, in my dog mom just ask a comedian. Yeah. Yes, I do think this or no, I don't. Uh, it's a different kind of love. I don't have a baby, but I can tell you the love for an animal is different than a baby. I do have plenty of friends uh, I know I'm not friends with her, but I know someone who knows her. Bethany Frankel had her dog Cookie forever, even though she had a kid. Yeah. And, and still seem to love Cookie. And Smalls. My friend Lauren. Cookie to boo boo. Uh, Schnipper, who was my friend. At, she was working on Facebook. She has a dog and she had two kids and like the dog's still on her Instagram. She always takes pictures. Different kind of love. Yeah. The dog will sniff a baby. A baby doesn't do much. Mm-hmm. You may not have all the time, but your dog is there to like sit with you at night. Be at your feet. You know? The best you, gifts are dogs and cats sitting on babies. Yeah, for sure. You have the time, you have the space in your heart. The dog will make room and he'll sniff your baby and that'll be that. It'll, it'll be great. You can yeah. get a viral video. I think I think you're nervous about trying to have a baby. I think that's what this is. Yeah, the dog is, is going to be fine. fine. The dog's fine. I mean, dogs were fine in nature with nothing and eating raw chickens and then we domesticated them. Oh, this relates to... Another Emily question. Ugh. What is this? Which is that, uh, okay, so like three people and only one that I have written, no, two people written, asked about why I don't like Chris Pratt. Okay. I don't support that, so. But I just want to say, because it's related to this, we can cut it out, but the, the dog thing, when he had a baby he got rid of his like oh, yeah, 16 year old cat and it's like mm, you can't do that you can't get rid of a cat that you've had forever and then the dog showed up in the street just google them and animals and it's real shady but it's like if you're a good person you make it work you have your dog and your baby and everything is fine so damon giardo and okay else? next question this doesn't involve <laughs> me so i'm not S. listening okay we have a follow-up. 
Sam.46211. Hey, Liza, I'm the Disney proposal girl from your Get Your Life Right episode, and I recently got engaged. Now, I'm trying to plan a wedding. It's very stressful. Can you please give me some helpful tips on where to cut costs? Major wedding planning advice needed, please. Love your comedy and your podcast. Okay. I don't know. I spent a cut lot of costs. money on my wedding. I spent like a lot of money. I think we I agree that what's important is food and drink you and music. Think music. I don't think so. It's I very think important. It can fully be an iPod. Oh yeah, but I just meant like you have to have good music. It doesn't oh, matter who plays but it. Yeah, you don't have to spend money on it. No, and you know what? A friend can DJ. Yeah. You don't need to get like a DJ that's like cover the stage. Here's my mix of YMCA. Right. Um, food, alcohol, drinks. Got to have alcohol. You can't skimp on that. You don't have to have like Svedka vodka, but you do have to have alcohol. Yeah. So don't. By the way, don't bother with name brand because nobody, it's in a cup. It's coming in a cup. We you had some like janky ones also. Don't get upset. It's fine. Um, yeah, I guess you don't have to, uh, flowers, people are like, I've got to be drenched in flowers. Have a lovely matter. bouquet because that's what you're going to take pictures of and mm-hmm. save. It doesn't matter. Nobody cares. It's no. beautiful to have. They're fucking expensive. Yeah. If you're having it like, you know, uh, put them, be strategic. You know, you get these like, if you have a cocktail party after, people are like, we need flowers on all the high top tables. Nobody cares. No, not at all. You got to go through that list. Uh, what else do people spend money on? The dress thing is such a scam, to be honest. Uh, yeah. I bought a pair of like $12 white shitty high heels. I wore them under my dress. Nobody saw them. And then your sneakers that you bedazzled. And then I did sneakers. So nobody cares about that. You got your veil from Etsy. Yeah, I got my, you know, like I was like, I'm not... It's not like a veil I'm going to pass down because I didn't even yeah. want a veil. Oh, that's right. Now people find, oh, I did wear a veil even though I said no veil. But I didn't wear it over my face. No, you didn't put it over your face. Which is what matters. Um, and you didn't get a trick. Like you got one that was fun. Like it wasn't a- It had a little sparkle yeah. on it. Yeah. Uh, so those are the things, I mean, I guess we're telling you the things I, that are important I versus- I think a lot of money comes in that when it comes to like a venue and whether it has chairs or not. Like that, just look like if you're trying to cut costs, look at the venue, find a place where you don't have to bring everything yes, in. a fully loaded venue that's like, here's one price, we do it. Because yeah. it seems like, oh cool, it's just a haul. I can bring stuff in. But then you have to pay to bring all of that you stuff gotta in. You got to go pick and be like, hello, can I have 10 of these plates? A buffet style is cheaper than a sit down meal. You know, so ask around, compare prices. Yeah. If uh, the food is good, I went to a great buffet style wedding and the food was stellar. And there was like a great, there was like a charcuterie spread on every table. And then you got up to go get the food and it was phenomenal. Like it was great. Yeah. Also like I had one friend who did like a fruit cart or they did like bread on the tables. Like there's different mm-hmm. ways to feed people. They don't have to be expensive. It could just be some sniggity snacks. Yeah. Also consider uh, off season weddings. Mm-hmm. You know, peak wedding season is the spring. Maybe you do it a different, if it's indoors, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Don't have it outside because then you have to get a tent for, you know, rain assurance. And yeah. uh, those are some of the things. Think about what's important to you and cut corners everywhere else. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Anonymous. Hey, Eliza, Scott, and Baby Arm, I need some advice. I realize this is lengthy, but context. I have been friends with someone for about six months now, and a few months into our friendship, I went over to her house for the first time. When I got there, her dog came to the door and barked at me, and she told me not to try to pet him. I said, okay, and jokingly asked if he would nibble me. She responded with, he'll do more than nibble you. I brushed this off, assuming he would come around in his own time. The next time I went over, the same scenario played out, and she said, do not put your hands down. He will bite you. Later in the night, I was walking down the hallway going to retrieve something from another room when the dog came up behind me and did indeed bite me. When I got back to the room, I told her, and she asked if I was bleeding. I was not, and then she sort of scolded him. Since then he yeah, hasn't because the dog bitten, totally remembered it. Since then he hasn't bitten me, but he's bitten another one of our friends. It was not lightly, and the friend is a man. 
When I go over, it's usually the same barking, growling, etc. I've given him treats with her supervision in the hopes that this would win his affection, but no success yet. She also told me that she's trained him to react if she pretends to be in distress, i.e. reaching into something and yelling. I understand that as a young single woman, it's nice to feel that you have a large dog to protect you, but this seems problematic to me considering the dog shows aggressive tendencies towards numerous people already. I try to limit the times I go to her home because of this, usually just invite her to my place yeah. or go out and do something. Yeah. I grew up around horses, dogs, and other large animals, so I'm not inherently afraid or uncomfortable. It's just this particular dog. Yeah. Okay, so what do you, do you talk to that girl? She knows that her dog sucks. Um, just don't go to her house. Yeah. Because like mean, if it's a rescue, like, and I don't know how long she's had that dog. Um, she needs to get a train. She needs a to train. get a, a, a serious trainer. You don't want, what, if she, what if he bites, like somebody comes to the door delivering the dog bites and then they want to have it put down. No, like absolutely. It's, it's a health hazard. You should say that to her. Like, be like, just because somebody, it could hurt someone and it could affect the dog. Right. You should get a trainer. Be like, but I don't want to come over. It makes me nervous. And if she doesn't get that, fucking who cares? Right. I mean, that's tough. It's so weird when people are so dense about children and pets. Like, well, this is what I want. It's like, you're entering a social contract. I'm coming over to your house. I yeah. should feel safe. Right. And, and you are within your, your dog bit me. I don't want to come back over. Come over here. Yeah. That's it. And also don't, you're endangering the dog by not training it and by encouraging yeah. it no. to be aggressive. She's a, uh, look, the whole, I, I'm a, I've been a single woman and I got by just fine without having a rabid dog. Doberman. Yeah. So your friend's got an issue. Okay. Pass on her. So I work, this is anonymous. So I work in childcare at a daycare center and I love my job, but the people I work with aren't the best. I feel like I'm back in high school where it's very clicky and just a popularity contest. I understand that comes with pa, Who's job. voting? The babies? And this one is mostly women in the center, but it's really starting to mess with me. I feel like I don't yeah. have actual friends at work and that people just fake nice to me because I'm a hard worker. I don't know what to do. Is it just this job? Will it be like this anywhere I go? This is my first real job post-graduation. I love what I do, but I find myself not wanting to come in and spending my breaks sitting alone in my car listening to you guys. I've been feeling very isolated. For Ugh. example, people act nice to your face and talk shit behind your back or they do things and don't invite everyone, only certain Aww. people, but then talk about it in front of you the next day. I just don't feel happy when it comes oh, to this part of my job. So do I say fuck it and quit or do I just put my head down and do my job and comes to terms with not having any friends? Help. P.S. Love you guys. Ugh. I know that feeling. I know that uh, was a recent thing I went through. Um, I don't know. I mean, it seems like a decent amount of women work there. There's no way. First of all, you might suck. I don't know. Like there's a version where like, we don't like Cindy. But I, I doubt that's it. Recently, I did something. I was doing a project and I could not connect with the people I wanted to connect with. And I realized it was not me. It was them. Mm -hmm. uh, I did not take it personally, which is so hard not to internalize. And I just listen to me, found little droplets of light where I could find them. You talk to a teacher that you that is on a different class schedule, somebody in the break room. Like you just take it where you can get it. Invite them out. I'm going to get coffee. Do you want one? I'm going somewhere this weekend. Do you want to do that? Strike up conversations. You know, it could be that you're new, they don't know you or they're just bitchy, but there's always one weak link in a mean girl army and you can become friends with her. Yeah. Don't let them decide your fate. If you like this job, you stay. And you know what? Eventually you'll become part of the fabric. If you're a new girl, sometimes women are just like this, but there's all, if you're just a nice person, maybe bring cookies in, like some sort of way in because what sucks is when you feel rejected, then, and we do this naturally, you put off a weird vibe. 
And your whole thing is like, I'm only doing this because I'm being protective because you guys are horrible. And they're like, what's her problem? Because they don't realize how shitty they're being. So you got to rise above it and give them a second chance. If it continues to be brutal, then quit. But Try to lure one away. Yeah, lure one away from the herd. Yeah. Uh, invite one out to something else. That's what work. I just said. And but, it'd be like, I'm grabbing a coffee. But, but just focus on one. Get that coffee. Yeah, just focus on one. Yeah. And you know what? Maybe she wants to bring other girls. Great. But like, you just be you. You're here to do a job. You be steady and let those girls buzz around you. Don't get involved in any of their bullshit. I know what it feels like to be left out and it sucks, but there's always one you can hang out with. I'm not going to get into specifics, but sometimes there's always someone that wants to hang out with you. You find that one. You make sweet love to them. Sweet mental love. You ready for Top of the Cob? Kick it! It's the Top of the Cob. We're doing it right. Every day, you just take a bite. Top of the Cob. My Top of the Cob, having just come from there, is hot Pilates. It is really hard. It is really hot. But it's a great workout. I got a lot of allergy stuff going on. All that shit just came pouring out. You get to be extra flexible because you're hot um, and you're so miserable that you don't realize that the time flies by. So uh, hot Pilates. It's different than regular Pilates because you break a sweat. So it's like a yoga, hot yoga, Pilates, cardio in one. I really enjoyed it. I feel like I did a great job. And I didn't offset it by eating garbage after. Oh. I just ate leftover Super Bowl party food. Well, that's fine. Kick it. My top of the cob is the Mamma Mia 2 soundtrack. It's a good time. God, it's always so irrelevant with you. <laughs> Cares. Fine. Moving on. It's a good time. It's a swinging time. Sometimes I sit in my car because I hate my employer and I, I listen. And I drink <laughs> Let the medicine take sweet hold. My bottom of the cob is a white pie. What? White. Sorry. A white, like pizza. Pizza. I love white pizza. That's my favorite kind. That's what I pick on purpose. Smokey Husky likes it. Look, look. A pizza has sauce, has red sauce. Red sauce is the worst part of a pizza. For sure. For sure. I don't like tomatoes either. But if you, I'll go up with my husband who's like a pizza expert and sometimes I'll be like, ooh, that looks great. And he'll be like, it's a white pie, babe. Like it's not clear that it's a white pie. They'll be like, uh, you know, gorgonzola and spinach and garlic, you're like, and you infer, you're just like, of course there's red sauce. It's a fucking pizza. White pies sneak up on you. If I want to eat some Alfredo sauce and garlic bread, I'll fucking punch myself in the mouth. So give me that sauce. <laughs> Not a lot though. I also don't like a Sicilian square pie or a deep dish. I don't care. No, deep dish is not right. Save it, Chicago. I don't live in the Midwest where I got to load up on bread and meat hot, for the winter. Hot tomato. I don't want any of that. Or the tomato pie from... New York, where it's just like ice cold tomato spread on bread. I know, I'm like wrecking my fan base right now. <laughs> Keep your regional delights. The Australian should eat those things. Yeah, eat that shit. <laughs> See how you feel. No white pie. Garbo. Garbo! <laughs> oh. Disgusto! You're not going to like my bottom of the cup. I don't like your top of the cup. I know. What is it? Okay, so I have this new video game called Vampire, where you're a vampire. And I made a oh, wrong weird. choice. That's weird. I made a wrong choice in it, and I you can't go back, and you have to live with your choices. And the pillar of the community is dead, and everything's wrong, and I don't want to restart, and I'm distraught. The point is to make people want to listen to more episodes. <laughs> no one's going to identify with that. No one's I, got, like, oh, me too. I got a lot of DMs about my Grand Theft Auto complaints. Okay, well, have fun having sex with those people. <laughs> they just want to play Grand Theft Auto. Mm, is that what they say? <laughs> Kick it! Hold up. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Escape to Ocean City, Maryland, and discover a place that just feels lighter, where every day feels like Saturday and French fries are a food group, where flip-flops are always in fashion and seafood is always in season, where the boardwalk is bustling and the beach is right outside your door, where you can rise with the tide and feel like a kid again. Ocean City, Maryland, somewhere to smile about. Book your trip at Oceocean.com.